What's going on, Headliner Nation? It's just a quick reminder, if you dig the podcast, please take two seconds out of your day to leave us a five-star review. It helps us grow the show to a wider audience so we can continue to bring the football knowledge to the masses. We truly appreciate all the support. Thank you so much for your loyalty. Yeah. Analytics, all the chain, all the channels, not the same. Jake and Kyle, you know the name. Headliner Nation, we running the game. Up, y'all. I am Chris Chowes. Welcome back to the show, man. Glad to, for you guys to be joining us once again. We got a full room. We got all the boys. What's going on, guys? How we doing? Fan-damn-tastic. It is a, a now, according to you guys, it's a Wednesday morning that this is coming out. Technically, it's a Tuesday night. Uh, I feel very accomplished today. I feel like I I feel like I did a good job today. Let's just, just go ahead and start off. I feel like I accomplished some work, so I'm proud of myself today. How's that sound? That sounds good. Those are the yeah, best type of days. So. Yeah, I do what? Those are the best type of days when you actually do some work. Yeah, I know. Like, I, not I, you personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm wow. not, I know Shots exactly. Fired. I was going to say, know blah, exactly blah, what you're blah, saying. Blah. I know exactly what that was meant towards, but wow. uh, I'll go ahead and let that one slide. Wow. Oops. Nope. It's good to have good to have you guys back on. It was a little bit lonely last week, you know, but we got everyone back. We That's held right. Down the fort. We held down the fort, and now everyone's back. We can swear and we can, you know, tell stories and lies, and we'll be happy and jolly, man. You're damn right. You know, That's what this is all about. What, what are we talking about? Do we have anything to even talk about? There's some good stuff out there. Is there's, there? There's, there. There's lies going on all over the place, but they call them rumors. So in the rumor mill, I call them tweets. Tweets. I was just going to say that's called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Basically truth. And I mean, the rumor mill has it that the Kansas City Chiefs apparently are looking for a top wide receiver. And I kind of, you know, scratch my head a little bit. I'm like, did you just let a top receiver get out the door? But I understand you don't you didn't want to pay the 120 mils. DK Metcalf, man. So his name has been rumored, lied about, you know, going to some other team. And the Seahawks have, you know, they've stood firm and they said, you know, we want to sign this man to a long term contract at some point. Kansas City, man, Kansas City might be a good landing spot. And it's kind of, you know, funny because they could have actually drafted him that one year when they let him slip in the, into the second round. Could you imagine they give up a couple firsts for DK Metcalf? Well, what are we saying, man? You think this is going to happen or is this all? Lying? I mean, it, it makes sense to me. Like, I, I know we were talking earlier and to me, it just kind of seems like the right time. I and mean, what is Seattle trying to accomplish right now? I mean, I don't think that they're division contenders, whether it's Drew Locke, Geno Smith or whatever else they decide to do in the draft or, they go after Baker Mayfield, whatever it is. I don't think they're going to be division contenders. So what are you really trying to accomplish? I mean, they only have one more year of DK anyway. Then they're going to have to pay him. Why not try to flip him now before he walks? Because most importantly, DK Metcalf was like best friends with Bobby Wagner. And he does not like what he what they did to Bobby Wagner. I, I was watching a video with him earlier, and he's, he's like legitimately upset. He's like, that was my guy. That's the guy that took me under my wing when I got here, and they did him dirty. That's going to be in the back of his mind. Do you think he wants to stay in Seattle and suck or go get paid somewhere? He's going to be able to go get paid Tyreek Hill type money because it's just going to be flowing like crazy these, these next couple of years. I would rather trade him now and get something in return uh, instead of having to keep him for one more year, not be competitive, and then let's let him walk and get nothing for him. He's only owed what his base salary is 3.9 million, uh, cap hit of 4.3. I mean, he's he's still cheap for another year. You know what I mean? And when you get some of these teams that are on the verge of being Super Bowl contenders, one more year can kind of, 
you know, slam that window wide open for, for another year. And, and DK Metcalf in Kansas City, just to me, it mm. makes a lot of sense. And I think with, with Seattle right now, with all the moves that they've been making, you know, the trades, the, the cuts, they're just they're in complete rebuild mode at this point. And where DK is going into the last year of his contracts, I mean, yeah, you get what you can for him because he's most likely not going to be resigning with you anyway. So get what you can. And I think Kansas City is a great fit because you're going to be in a pass heavy offense like they have in Kansas City. And he would just slide right into that number one role. I, I just feel like trading two of your superstars um, in the same offseason could it's end not up good being, for business. <laughs> could, could be very bad for business. So I'm, I'm just wondering if they hold out this year, make some changes and then go after it next year. But of course, if somebody walks in and says, hey, this is an offer we've got for you and it's a big one. I'm sure they're going to be willing to jump on it. So it's, I think it's all going to depend on if someone can actually bring the fire and uh, prime away. Oh, yeah. I, was gonna say, I think it has to do with the offer because if they do wait until the end of this upcoming season, obviously they're not going to be able to get what they could if they make the deal, you know, between, you know, now and the next month or two. And based on what the receivers have been fetching on the open market on trading uh, or trading picks, man, I mean, what are we thinking DK's worth? Is he worth, I mean, what did, uh, what did Adams go for? He was a first and a second. So, I mean, I don't foresee a first even going for DK. You could probably get him for a second and third. I think so too. I, I think I'd you be, really could I would absolutely pay that price. And I, I, I'm pretty sure Seattle would probably take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I mean, I totally understand what Kyle just said about you. It's not good for business. Cause as soon as he mm-hmm. brought that up, I'm like, yeah, I get it. You're going to lose your fan base, but you're about to lose your fan base anyway, because who the hell is going to get DK the ball anyway? You know what I mean? So from Drew a business Locke. perspective, Drew Locke, I was just going to say <laughs> money, yeah. Drew Locke, man, yeah, he's exactly. going to be tossing dimes. Yeah. Uh, he'll throw one dime and then like he'll throw four pennies and then That's it's, it's, a, it's right. a problem. And I don't know. I think from a business perspective, you know, he's gone in a year. And if I know that, like what is going to happen this year, that's going to change his mind. Uh, you would think the only thing that would keep him there is a team that can go deep into the playoffs and have a championship chance because everybody's going to want, everybody can pay him money. I mean, you can go get money anywhere, but is Seattle going to be competitive in that division anytime soon? Probably not. Even if they go and, you know, make some moves in the draft and they take one of these young quarterbacks. Are any of these guys going to go out there and dominate year one? I don't think so. It doesn't, doesn't look that way. None of the prospects really scream that. So I, I'd rather get something before it's too late. I, I, I would go out there, take that second or third, and just continue to try to build up a team that has so many needs. And, and if it's not DK, maybe it's Lockett. I don't maybe. know if I love Lockett in Kansas City, but I, I just don't know why they would keep them both. The locket the locket angle is interesting because I mean he could almost replicate what you had with Tyreek more so than DK where DK would be your bully straight line deep shot guy, but I mean I don't know man Kansas City's just weird to me I get it you had to shed that salary and you're willing to go and get another uh, top end wide receiver because you think you're going to be competitive in this uh, ridiculous AFC West but. I don't know, man. It's interesting. That's some lies that's coming Damn. out on DK. Tyler Lockett makes some money. He does make some yeah. money. I didn't it's really... a lot of like guaranteed money. So I, he's out. That's a lot of damn money. I, I didn't realize Tyler Lockett was making that much kind of – he gets a fat bag every year. I mean, heck, his base salary is 15-3 for mm. – yeah, I don't – see, and, and but you see nowadays. things like that. It is – yeah, <laughs> NFL-wise, that is pretty <laughs> cheap nowadays, but it's still a lot more than I had expected. Right. But it, that only leads me to believe it's even – more beneficial for them to get rid of DK now because if they're going to have to pay DK next year and still have Tyler Lockett under contract for 
$15 million. It's a lot of money to tie up if you ain't got a quarterback to get him the ball. So we're in agreement. There's no faith in Drew Locke this season. What is faith? Improvement. Improvement compared to what? To, what, mean, he, to what he has been. <laughs> I mean, no. the bar's pretty low. So, I mean, we can we can really put it like here at the middle. I mean, I gave him a couple of years and it just, he there was there was no improvement, unfortunately. And he had all the talent around him and he still couldn't make it happen. So for me, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm out. Is it me or is Drew Locke like Baker Mayfield? Yeah. They're pretty similar, right? Sure. They're not they're not overly consistent, but every once in a while they can wow you. The more that you ask them to throw, the more mistakes they're going to make. Both are kind of have that gunslinger mentality at times. However, if you can give them a solid running game, a good defense, and limit the passing opportunities, they're probably not horrible. The problem is, is they're always asked to do probably more than what they're actually capable of. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I feel like that's a great comparison because, you know, Baker Mayfield also had the, you know, the unfortunate situation of just injuries around him, you know, not mm-hmm. only his own health, but, you know, not having Odell for the majority of his time in Cleveland. So I feel like there, he also kind of got the short end of the stick there. And with Drew Locke, yeah, just do less, buddy. Do less because the more you try to do, the more it's going to hurt you. And think about it. The two receivers they have there, we're talking about Lockett and DK. Can you do less with those? Those are not the type of guys that you want to be running a bunch volume. of eight-yard curls. You know what I mean? Like mm, yeah. They need the volume. They need the big plays deep down the field. And that just screams turnovers to me. Yeah. Yep. Poor Drew Locke. Poor Drew Locke. But we got some other lies and rumors kicking up here. And that is your boy, Tommy Touchdown, Chris. Potential trade to Miami. Not going to You see, let's get out of that. Let's we got to talk about it. Why is it not happening, man? He's damn in it, it's two a time, baby. He's in flow oh, because you want it to happen. <laughs> but I mean, so. he's in Florida. It's just down the street. Why not, man? He's got a crazy team. But you just need Brady what would to the come compensation back? have to be. The compensation would have to be. Isn't he a free agent a next year? Well, we yeah. can talk about it next year, but then go. I remember an interview with Bruce Arians just a couple weeks ago, and he said, when you have the best <laughs> quarterback in the NFL of all time, you do not trade him. And then I think like Chris just said, I think it's like five first round picks. Yeah. He said it would He's take, like, it would take five first round picks. And it's, <laughs> he was, he was obviously just, you know, randomly picking a number, but still, I mean, I, I can't see him if he's not playing in Tampa Bay. I don't see him playing at all until his contracts up at least. Yeah. And so he, like his contract is up at the end of this year. He is coming off of the greatest statistical season of his career. So he's still at the top of his game and everyone else's game at that point. But I mean, where he, he went, where he did the whole flip flop, you know, I'm stepping away. I'm coming back kind of a thing. I don't know if he's going to play again next year. Now, I think we're all at the point now where we just say, you know what, whatever. We'll believe it when we finally see it. And we thought we did. And then he came back. So, Tommy, who the hell knows what you want to do? I mean, if gas prices go down next year and he can <laughs> afford to fill up his car finally, I'm sure he won't play. But. Yeah, That's I mean, what I said to a buddy. I was like, he came back because he needed that extra $20 million salary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why would you I just think this table? whole trade to Miami thing is the worst of Twitter showing its head where everybody has a contact. I'm using air quotes. <laughs> and everybody knows what's going on because this everyone has, has to be source. one of the most ridiculous rumors I have heard in quite some time. Why would he logically do it? We talk about the weapons that are around him, but I mean, I think he's got pretty good ones where he's at. 
You know what hey, I mean? F you, Bill. F you. That yeah, that's, where, that's the only thing. It's coming back to New England and sticking it to them in the same division. Damn. I mean. I don't want to see it, man. Stay another, the hell out of here, Tom. <laughs> there's another topic right there we can kind of branch off into. Talking about, you know, stick it to Bill. Bill has basically stuck it to himself because the Patriots are now the third best team at best yes. in that in their own division. Yeah. So and, they to, and they've already said that Matt Patricia is going to be helping with the offense okay so maybe they're borderline the fourth best team in their division and newsflash there's only four teams in that division okay so i mean they're already behind they the might eight be number five then i mean they're they're making a run at number five and it's not even possible but <laughs> they did absolutely nothing worth a crap in free agency they are historically bad during the draft for the most part especially with offensive type players and you have a pretty solid young starting quarterback and you didn't do anything to help him in year two. Like, what does that say? It just doesn't say like that they're, that they're there to compete. Sure. They're the Patriots. They're still going to win games, but uh, they're not going to be anything like they have been. And I'm really shocked that they didn't do anything this off season. I know that they're not real big on bringing in bring co- big contracts from big name players. I get that, but no, they give big contracts to, not well-known players. Exactly. They pay people that they don't belong. <laughs> you know, they, don't, they shouldn't be paid. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense because in that division, they're going to have to score points. And I don't think they're going to be able to consistently enough. Sure. There were some big games where they played well at the end of 2021, but that division is getting better while they're not improving at all. Yeah. And the reason, I mean, the biggest reason why they didn't really do anything this off season is because they didn't have the money where they could afford to do it because they went ahead and they blew their entire load last year. So they had next to nothing this year to do it, especially when you're guaranteeing John Smith, you know, $30 million. Did you just say that they blew their load on their tight ends last year? Yeah. Yeah. Basically what you just said. Was a little on, not in. There's okay. (laughs) I mean, we're classy. Okay. It's just, yeah, we're, we have a, we have a line standards. Okay. But yeah, no, uh, they, I mean, there, was, there was no, there was no money really that they could spend. I think they have like eight or 9 million right now, but they, they, they kind of just handcuffed themselves for the most part last year. And it's hurting this year because you didn't go ahead and get yourself an offensive coordinator to replace Josh McDaniels. You're kind of just piecing things together now, hoping that it's going to work. And Mac Jones has so much potential that you need to bring somebody in. Hell, I would have been happy with Bill O'Brien if they brought him in because at least he's good with quarterbacks and he knows how to call plays. He's just a terrible general manager. At least why, bring somebody why in is Matt, plays. Why is Matt Patricia even going to help on offense? He's a defensive guy. Agreed. I have no are, idea. Are they, are they confused over there? Like, is Bill getting a little senile in his old age? Dude, didn't you see the oh, offensive juggernaut they built in Detroit? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> glorious. You know what? You're right then. I've got high hopes. I've got high hopes funny. for 2022. Yeah, I, I just don't understand it. It just doesn't seem they, no. they're acting like like a team like the Jaguars. Like, hey, we know we're not going to be any good, but we're not going to go out there and waste a bunch of money. Now the Jaguars, it's like a role reversal. Now the Jaguars are like, hey, we're actually pretty good. We're going to spend a lot of money when in reality they're not. And the Patriots, who could be pretty freaking good, just don't seem to give a crap. No, especially, like you said, in a division that just keeps getting better and better. I mean, the Bills are improving. The Dolphins, I mean, leaps and bounds improving year the after Jets year. The Jets are going to be better. Jets are yeah. going to be much better. Yep. And how come every time a big name free agent name comes up, the Jets are always linked to them? It's a big, okay, it may not be the bigger market, you know, in the in that state, but it's still a, a New York team that's going to have uh, some money to throw around. Uh, at one point or another, one of these big name guys is going to go to the Jets, and that's all it's going to take. Because once they start to see the improvement in Zach Wilson, more and more people are going to want to jump on the bandwagon, where on the other side, New England – 
just doesn't seem like it's somewhere where a lot of people want to go. Well, no, I mean, so, to, so but both of my parents grew up in Foxborough. I spent the first few years of my life in Foxborough. Yeah, it's not a destination that you want to go no. to. Not that, you know, nicest being a part places. of the Jets is much better, but I mean, it, it's, you can't <laughs> be any worse. You know, I mean, as far as like the living conditions, I don't know. It's just, it just makes no sense to me. They're acting like a team that hasn't won a whole lot lately. And it's kind of hard to believe. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. I, I, I kind of enjoy I'm not seeing, complaining. I'm yeah, not complaining. Keep that not. shit on the bottom floor. I'm good with it. I mean, would it surprise me at the end Sick of the of year? Would it surprise me at the end of the year if the Patriots are six and eleven and finish last in the division? No, it would not. Oh, yeah. They're going to be very yeah. much uh, easily defended, vanilla. It's going to be again the the running show of Ramondre and Harris and whoever else they decide to bring in, and then the short passes to your boys uh, Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. Like that's going to be your offense again. Yeah, and then we have the new Woo-hoo. defensive, you know, juggernaut in Jabril Peppers coming off an ACL injury. Craig. There you go. Yeah, your defense hey, is fine. Offensive. He's defensive. Defensive. It's okay. He can play offense too. He's gonna they, play. They might, he's they, play they might ask Peppers to play offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he did play offense in college a little bit. Yeah, he, he, he did. At this yeah, point, who point. cares? You try to find a Cordero Patterson, Bill. Good, good luck. Go. Good luck to you, man. We do got some rules, some league update and rules. How about the overtime rules getting pushed to being a difference of possessions in postseason only? Love it. I mean, I like the change. Sure. I hate how it's just postseason. I don't say I want to hate it. I wish it was actually all year long. And I only say that because you can't just classify probably a few weeks a year. Because, I mean, there are some games down the stretch in week 16, 15, 16, 17, 18 that could be playoffs on the line and they don't get that type of rule change. And that's where it could end up sucking for some teams in the future. But at least it's in the, in the postseason. So my thinking is, you know how they have, you know, because of the Patriots, there's the, there's the tuck rule. I feel like because of the bills, there's now the bills rules. And this is, this finally came through because of that game where the first argument that I remember hearing about it was when the Patriots beat the chiefs for the AFC championship and the chiefs didn't have a chance to get the ball back and they very well probably could have scored Mm -hmm. and they voted on it or I don't even think they got to a vote, but it just never happened. And they put it in for a, they put it in for appeal. The chiefs. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And uh, and nobody actually voted on it. And so this time around, it finally went through. So if, if anything, I am happy that it's happening, even if it's just the playoffs, because I do think that it, it just, number one, it, it makes for more entertaining football, in my opinion. And as a fan, that's what I want to see. Like, I would have loved to have seen that game, you know, mm. keep going and going and going at least a lot longer than 13 seconds, you know? So let's, let's keep the thing going. Yes. Why'd you, why'd you have to say 13 seconds? That shit still hurts, man. It just, it's, it's, it it's hurts. like I vomited. It just, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it hurts, man. It really hurts, man. You'll get over it though. Next season, you'll start and you'll forget all about it. I I'm just surprised so. how many people are complaining about it. Cause like, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, this, you know, we have to cater to the soft people. And I'm like, what? Like, how does that make any sense? Like, you're trying to make the game better and even more fun with having guys out on the field longer and giving, you know, your team a legit chance to win a game. And what about, what about at the end of the game now, when somebody goes down and scores a touchdown and then the other team gets the ball back and they go down and score a touchdown. How exciting is that two play or that two point conversion going to be to possibly win the game in overtime for that team on the road playoff spot, on the line, 
you know, the bills need to go for two. Miami's got the division locked up. They need to get the wild card. <laughs> you mother. <laughs> Why are you guys dissing, man? You know, the Super Bowl's coming to Buffalo this year. Just accept it already. It's because we know the lions aren't going anywhere. And that's okay. Arizona creates enough of their own messes that we don't need sure. to say anything at this Facts. point. We yes. already made fun of Rem's team, the Patriots, for not spending any money. So it's your turn, dude. Yeah. I've been, I've been made fun of for like the last twenty years before Allen came. Like I've I've paid my dues. Like back off already. We're still being made fun of. So yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's very. But true. Kyle, this is the year you guys can turn it all around. Not this year. Maybe next year. Next year. You got, you got next year. I'm still thinking maybe five, six wins this year. Well, man, you guys got the NFL draft, man. The NFL announced the Kansas City 2023, Detroit 2024 NFL draft. This is going to be fun. They're moving. Well, that's what I said. I was like, this is great because it would be very lion esque for them to get that first, you know, to get that draft there. And then they're actually like good for one. So they don't draft until like the back half of the first round. So it's not nearly as exciting. But hey, at this point, you'd be happy with a 500 season. And, oh yeah, I mean you'd be ecstatic. Me? Po- no, it'd be a worse draft pick, but no, I would rather have. Oh, you want two to suck wins than okay. because give me you the better to, draft. You pick. want to suck some more? Build, build, yeah, no, build I would up, rather suck more years. and get the better draft pick than be mediocre and not even make the playoffs. But how could you suck more than you guys have sucked for years? Exactly. And you guys, guys don't suck. Stop. If they're five hundred no and they just barely miss out on the playoffs, it's going to be like, man, like. They, they were actually decent this year, but we don't even get a decent draft pick out of it. So what you're saying is what you want to happen is you want to be suck, 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 sucky, and then all of a sudden you want to go directly to a 12-win team the next year. The Bills, yes. Yeah, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Interesting, the Bills. <laughs> no, kind, of, kind of exactly like what the Celtics did in 2007. They had the worst record in the NBA, made a couple of moves in the offseason, and then, boom, won the NBA championship the very next season. Yeah, but in that case, he's going oh, to he's gonna have to go and trade for freaking Tom Brady, Allen Robinson, and, you know, Barry That's Sanders. why I'm saying, Comes like, out two of years from now. Like, <laughs> yeah. two years. Yeah. yeah. Give it some time. They'll make, hopefully, def- decent draft picks this year, decent draft picks next year, and then that's when it's go time. And then and that would be great because you guys would then have the the actual draft, you know, for your team in 2024, and then you could just go balls out. I think it's a positive if you go eight and eight or eight and nine or whatever it is, because now you know at least your roster has a good foundation. Then you start adding in free agency. You start drafting around the 17 mark. Get your decent players. I think that's I where mean, Detroit I'm not saying it's not decent. I'm just saying I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be? Yes, a it's better for the team overall. Spoken like a, a true record, fan, but, but you guys can't draft worth a shit, man. So I mean, what's the draft picks doing for you guys? Uh, it depends. It's like like this when it comes to drafting. Can we draft tight ends? No, yes. because we take yes. tight ends over other players yeah. that are much better. That we can't do. We can draft. We're 500 on quarterbacks since I've been alive wow. between Stafford and Joey Harrington. Um, What's the wide receiver percentage? Wide receivers are decent. I they mean, we drafted Calvin receiver. Johnson, so that basically overlaps the year. That cancels everything else. In yeah. which we <laughs> took Charles Rogers and Mike Williams and I for even give, forget the other guy. That's just how much it is, how good yeah. they are. But what's crazy is Chris just mentioned 
you know, you want to show that core, that base and that you're improving so that you go into future years free agency. I don't know if Detroit will ever be not anytime soon a free agent destination choice of stud players. I, I just don't think it's going to happen until there's multiple winning years in a row is going to take is going to be what it needs to, to kind of change that culture. Otherwise, you're stuck in like the DJ Chark tier. You know what I mean? Like you're not able to you get a few winning years, then maybe you can move up to the I don't know. I mean, you can't even get Robinson to come back to his hometown. Who? Can't even get Allen Robinson to come back to his hometown. Exactly. Exactly my point. (laughs) He didn't even want to come home. Yeah. He's got Detroit versus everybody in his bio on Twitter. He's he's super proud of it, but dude wasn't gonna go play there. That's right. <laughs> I love Detroit, just not to win. Just don't want to play there. <laughs> They're going to pay me he, lots he, of money. He drew a line in the sand right yeah. there. They're going to pay me He's lots to go, and I still too. don't want to go. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of uh, bullshit on Twitter, man, <laughs> the PFF man. Oh, okay, we got to talk about this because how ridiculous this is. Okay, it's clickbaity, hardcore, but who the hell puts it out there that Danny Penny's is going to be his late round dart throw QB this year? Only because you have uh, the Bills OC as the head coach now. That's not I, even I interpreted, that's not even an argument anymore. Like, what are you doing, man? I interpreted that a little bit differently, maybe than than you guys may have. So I saw that as just like, if you want to take a shot on someone at the very like last round of your draft, like, sure, you know, why not? That's kind of how I how I saw it. I, I don't think there's any real upside to it, but I also don't think it would kill you if you if you took him as like a as a la- late round, you know, last pick kind of dart throw. Which I get, but if you're a fantasy advice website, you're advising people to go out there and not only take their last round pick and and take a quarterback. Do you need two quarterbacks at that point? Right. If you right. don't, look at some of the names that you could even probably get after him. Right now, Jared Goff is scheduled is is mm. behind Daniel Jones. I would rather have Jared Goff if I was going to take a stab on a quarterback. Oh, Kyle's raising his hand. Let's go. Oh, you're, ha- you're happy. Oh, baby. Mitchell, happy Mitchell Trubisky is after him. I would rather have him in Pittsburgh right now. Uh, hell, Davis Mills is going to be free. If I'm taking a I stab, would, I would give, yeah, I'd go in Davis Mills. You know, that's my whole thing is you aren't just somebody out there making hot takes. You are arguably one of the larger websites out there that is based around fantasy sports and advanced analytics. And you're telling people that you think that a great strategy is to take Daniel Jones late in your drafts. That is horrible advice. I would like to say two things. Number one, I'd like to correct Jake on something. They are a stat collecting website that thinks they're good at giving advice. Okay. Okay. That's pro football focuses problem is they are a stat collecting Mm -hmm. website, but they don't have a very good core of individuals that give out decent advice. You keep no, breaking, breaking stuff. Yeah, man. You're busting like, stuff. Is that Holy. supposed to come undone? No, it's not. I broke it last oh. night when I fell out of my chair on the gaming stream. Perfect. Okay. Legit fell backwards. My chair fell on top of me. Anyway, uh, number two, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. You're talking, you corrected me first about this. I corrected you first. Oh, oh, oh. Another thing, too, and this is one of the problems with Twitter is people just spew this crap. And listen, I'm not trying to disparage anybody i'm not trying to talk down to anybody but there are individuals that play fantasy football that just they don't know football right they're they're they just like to play fantasy football maybe they're doing with a family maybe they're doing with a friend you know whatever it may be they might see something like that on twitter and be like oh 
I'm going to keep that in mind for my draft. You don't need to, bro, because nobody's doing it. Mm-hmm. But that's why you've got to put like a two QB league or like mm-hmm. a super flex league that you might take him. We're not even touching Daniel Jones in a one QB league. Like it's not even, it's not even a conversation. If anyone does it, let me know who you are. Cause you get a swift kick right in the manscaped area, Ooh. manscaped.com code word headliners. You get 20% off all of their great products and free shipping. So to me, Boom. it's like, you've got to clarify what you say on Twitter because somebody's going to see it and they're going to be like, Oh yeah, I, I, I need to keep Daniel Jones in mind because smiley clown face here said that I should take a look at him later on in drafts. Here's you know. a, here's a crazy question. I'm kind of, hypothetical and we'll go around in the room and you guys can each say yes or no the carolina take Panthers- joe mixon over Najee harris okay Wait, I, I agree with that, that one. question okay, no not the question <laughs> sam baby. howell is drafted by the carolina panthers and is the mm. week one starter mm. who would you rather have late in draft sam howell or daniel jones sam howell because he sam also howell. gives you rushing upside exactly he does i would answer i'd have to answer after the draft why because I would need to see what the Giants do with their picks in the first round. Say that it's nothing offensive-based. Well, they're already stacked on offense anyway, so what else yeah. are they really going to well, Who knows? Maybe they tackle. get stupid and they take, you know, maybe they, well, the smart move would be to be a tackle, but what if they end up getting a wide receiver too or something? You know, it's I. it'd be one of those things. So they take no offensive players because I think I've got a mock for nothing but defense in the first round anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it's, I don't know either. People, people probably too. Okay, that's a great. I don't want either. Technically, can I let can I let the clock time out and pick for me? (laughs) Just take a second. Can I get an auto draft? Yeah, I mean, I'm right there. I don't. I wouldn't want either. But if I have, I'm just trying to show that there's so many other potential options. To say something like that in March just makes no sense. I mean, there are people out there putting together content right now that is must have players and busts for 2020, and the draft hasn't even happened yet. And Mm. I want to make sure people keep that their mind open a little bit to say, hey, there's potentially a lot of things that can change in the next couple months. I'm not going to make any definitive decisions right now or de- definitive statements. I'm going to kind of let the offseason play out and start making better choices come June, July, August when people are actually starting their drafts. And you know what is a definitive thing right now is that all 32 teams went to uh, UNC's Pro Day to see Sam Howell sling that ball. So when I said he was my top quarterback on the board, I think there's a reason for that. Um, the guy is good, okay? He doesn't get a lot of praise. Yeah, his stature isn't as high. If he goes to somewhere like uh, Carolina, the rushing appeal is uh, equivalent, I want to say, not better than uh, Danny Penny's, if we're still talking about that one. His passing aptitude is very strong. People don't think he's got the arm. The arm is good enough. I've seen him sling it 60 yards down the field with ease. He's accurate. He can, he can dissect the field. He's a leader. I, what else do you want from a quarterback? I, I'd be on the Howell train 110%. Yep. Uh, like I said, at that point in the draft, if you have to take one of them, if I'm, if I'm making you take one, the potential upside I see of Sam Howell could trump that of Daniel Jones. Does Daniel Jones even finish the season as the starter in New York? Right. Yeah. What, what if they draft Kenny staff? Pickett? What if yeah. they draft Kenny Pickett? Exactly. I mean, there's just no guarantee there. New coaching staff. Daniel Jones hasn't done anything to really solidify that role. Why not? It's crazy. Crazy times. And I mean... This quarterback carousel, you guys want to talk about Baker and Jimmy G right now? Because these two poor bastards seem to be the unwanted items or 
in San Francisco's case, at least Jimmy G is uh, the price is too high. I think for what they want to give up for him, but Baker, they can't move because what he's got $18 million, 18 million reasons why nobody wants his ass. And I mean, the Browns are so desperate at this point, they came out and said, we'll eat some of that salary. If you take this man off our hands, but then on the side note, you got Deshaun Watson, who could potentially be on the exempt uh, commissioner's list, which would mean that he at any time, we don't even know. Um, so that means he can't play football. So do they keep Baker and try to mend this relationship oh God, just not. in case Watson goes on the exempt list and gets suspended for whatever time this uh, legal shit goes through? I mean, it's a it's a mess right now. I I hope they don't do. I'm still one of those guys, though. I don't think Baker sucks as a lot of people think that he does. We talked about Drew Locke earlier, same type of thing. If you can have Baker be a game manager and throw the ball 20, 25 times a game, you're going to have a good chance at winning that ball game if you have a solid defense and a great running game. Like, that's what he needs. We saw it with the Browns two years ago. It looked like, oh, my God, Kevin Stefanski came in here and he utilized the guys that he had and put them in a position to be successful. And then all of a sudden that just changed last year. And it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Baker starts throwing the ball more. Baker's going to have more turnovers. It's just that's the way it is. And Baker isn't a bad NFL quarterback. In my mind, he's one of the top 32 and does belong on a team playing somewhere. Is that going to end up happening? I, I, I don't know. Because like you said, the, the money that teams are going to have to pay for somebody, do they want, do they want to take on that potential responsibility? Uh, of Baker I do think though that a, a traded Baker Mayfield is a motivated Baker Mayfield and he plays his best when he's cocky and that's what I would want yeah I think with with you know kind of pivoting from from Baker and going over to Jimmy G I believe it was Ted York who came out and said like there is a good scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this team mm-hmm. going into the season where they don't move him my concern with Jimmy G isn't not necessarily his ability because he's a He's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's he is not going to necessarily win you a game, you know, but he's not going to screw it up for you either. My concern with him is his injuries. The injuries have started to pile up over the last couple of seasons, and you don't really know how many games per year you're actually going to have him for. So I don't understand why the asking price is so high. I get it. He's still young. He's still fairly talented, but drop the price a little bit because you're not going to I don't think they're going to get a second round pick for him, which is what I believe they're asking for. Especially since there's not a lot of teams that are quarterback needy right now. Exactly. I mean, they don't have very much leverage. I mean, what do you got out there? You have, uh, who needs a quarterback? Seattle. Seattle. Carolina and Seattle is about it, right? I mean, kind of New Orleans, depending on what you really want to do. Yeah. I mean, you got Jameis Winston down there. You got, uh, don't talk about Davis Mills in Houston. I mean, there's just some guy, but there's not a lot of demand for quarterbacks right now. So they really don't hold very many chips. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah. yeah, which I, is weird because it felt like prior to the offseason, it was like all like all these teams potentially needed a quarterback. Yep. And all the offseason moves have now led to craziness. And well, I think one thing that kind of threw it off, too, is like Marcus Mariota got signed for a starting job. I don't think too many people expected him to end up taking a slot. I don't think too many people expected Jameis Winston to really make a comeback, but because, you know, New Orleans missed out on, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. I don't know if anyone really thought he was going to be sought after above, you know, those two guys. So, um, and then again, too, like this Deshaun Watson trade happened so late. Like a lot of these things were done by the time the Deshaun Watson trade happened. 
So now teams are kind of hung out to dry. Other than Matt Ryan was after that too, though, right? Mm -hmm. He was after, yeah. Indy could have still, you know, could have still made a move there. But it's like, all right, so some moves have already been done and made. Teams have spent a lot of money here already. We still have to draft players. So the thought might be is some of these teams that haven't signed him yet that could get them is they see what happens in the draft. And maybe if they miss out on on Pickett or, or one of these other guys that they might have gotten, you know, a little bit later on that they do go ahead and make the move at that point. And that's probably why they're just kind of holding steady right now. This kind of concern, it concerns me with the Jimmy G thing, because maybe they're not as sold on Trey Lance and that that kind of scares me for his upside at this point. I mean, cause Kyle Shanahan likes his offense to run hum ho and uh, maybe Lance just doesn't make it what he needs right now. And he's still a little bit more raw than he wants him to be. That's kind of why I think the hesitation of saying, Hey, if we, if we place a high marker pick on his services right now, then it kind of precludes us from saying, Hey, we tried to trade them and they kind of stay in that even kill and then say, Oh, you know, well, Jimmy G won the starting job again in training camp. Trey is just not ready. I think it's because they're still contenders like, and that too. Absolutely. I mean, they're in a division. Okay. Yeah. So the Rams as of right now tops in the division, the Cardinals just, they want to suck again. Apparently. I don't know what it is, but San Francisco showed at the end of the year that they can still be a contender with Jimmy G. Do they want to risk trading away Jimmy G for a, a couple draft picks in return in which honestly, I don't know if they have that many holes to where they're really like needing extra draft picks. They got Jimmy G under contract for only one more year. They're not tied to this guy long-term. We can be another competitor here for another year at the end of that Jimmy G can walk, he can stay, whatever, but it gives us another year to kind of develop trade Lance and, and get him in a position to take over in 2023. Hard part is from, you know, the fan standpoint, we want all, we all want trade Lance right now. Well, mm-hmm. being that they're a competitive team, it just, it kind of changes things. I think if they sucked, there would be no, no question here. Jimmy G would have been gone already, but being that they could, they could challenge for the division. Uh, they're just, you know, they don't have to trade them. I mean, why? I mean, they got great insurance right now. They got a guy that took him to the playoffs last year. Why, why just trade him in a way, not get a whole, whole lot for him and then take a risk on, on not being a contender anymore. So I think that they're kind of playing it smart. It may cost them more money this year, but they get to be competitive for sure for another year. And I mean, with Trey Lance, I'm just looking back at my scouting report on him, what we did last year. I mean, 19 games, 19 games the man played in his collegiate career. How can you expect him? I mean, the talent's off the charts. We know this. But with what Kyle Shanahan's system is, you know he's got to be doing things that are more than just one read take off and try to hope for the best. And, and with Jimmy G, he understands the offense and he's more capable to say, Hey, we're going to be run heavy. He's okay doing that. Cause again, we talk about Baker being and drew lock being the guy who throws 20 times at his peak being uh, the best possible scenarios. Jimmy G's like that too. Just don't give the game away. We run play good defense and we're competitive. And it makes sense. I mean, they have weapons around him. It's not like he's got nobody to throw it to. I mean, as long as you keep Debo Samuel and George Kittle and, I mean, Elijah Mitchell proved last year that he could be a, a solid running back. They got Brandon Ayuk still. There's plenty of opportunity there for Jimmy G to still lead the team to plenty of victories and, and get a playoff berth. And why rush it? Like, what are, we, what are they trying to rush? If they truly believe in Trey Lance and you have a viable starter now, why, I mean, just because of peer pressure, because people want to see Trey Lance, drop a few packages. Maybe we see Trey Lance more this year than we saw him last year 
and maybe we see him a few times a game and they still, you know, they kind of just slowly progress him into it instead of just saying, all right, now it's all yours. Hey, last year you got two starts because Jimmy was hurt this year. You're, you're going to cover for Jimmy if he, if he's out at all. And we're going to give you four or five packages that we could sprinkle in at any given time to try to just, you know, to wet the palate, you could say, I guess. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Hey, next year, next year, it's your show. So you, you better be studying. And that's the thing, like the palate. Like then we we all knew that he was going to be that Trey Lance was going to be a project. Like he had he has a ton of potential, but we knew he was a project. He was raw coming out, you know, and he needed time to develop. So I don't you can't blame San Francisco for holding on to Jimmy G because you're still waiting for this franchise quarterback to get to where you want him to be before he does take over the reins. You know what? One thing Rem said there that I think everyone needs to keep in mind. If you're raw coming out, then you need to fix what you're doing. Then you just need to pull out. That's all. I mean, that's the easy answer, Whoa. right? Well, use use some lube. Manscaped got lube. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? I'm not going to ask him. I'm not going to. I'm not going to message our guy and be like, dude, I got a request. Do they have, lube. A, do, do they have a suggestion box? Yeah. Can you, like ask them. I'm oh not doing God. it. Y'all can send that email. I ain't doing that one. <laughs> like we, we've had some requests with things being a little raw. <laughs> Oh, shit. How about this? How about what if the media and the public have hyped Trey Lance up to be the next Patrick Mahomes, Mm. but he's just not? And it's very, we we may want it to be rushed, but the San Francisco 49ers know what's best for him. And Mm. sitting another year, maybe what's best to further his development. And it just doesn't fit the the narrative of what the fans want. And I think we'll get a better picture when we start to see voluntary uh, off-season programs. If Trey's not there, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think he he definitely will be there. And then we'll see how he progresses. I think because what they they're basically the 49ers can release uh, Jimmy G with no cap hit, like $24 million saving, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, if it comes to the point that he impresses them in these off-season programs, Maybe we do see the change of the guard. Maybe they're just playing it safe, like you guys are saying at this point, to say, okay, he's our safety blanket and we'll be good, you know, if, if Trey doesn't develop like we want to. And if he does, hey, win-win. Jimmy, you sit on the bench for one year. If not, we're cutting your ass. We'll sign somebody else. $24 million richer. See, I'm a little bit of a different thought here. I think the 49ers overplayed their hand and thought they were going to get something sooner for Jimmy G. And like they said, he's too good to release. And I agree with that. I I do believe that he's too good to just cut loose because if they do, then you best believe there's going to be teams lining up to grab him at that point. I'm sure there will be. So now it's like, hey, let's just wait as long as possible. Let's hold on to him. You know, part of it, let's let's get him out there so people know he's healthy. Let's get him back into workouts. And then when he shows he's healthy and inevitably there's an injury or something happens around the NFL and it seems like crap, we need a quarterback. That's when they move and they get rid of them. So I, that's what I feel like is happening at this point. And that's when they could get the higher price, right? Yes. If there's a team all of a sudden that their starting quarterback goes down in training camp, OTAs, whatever it is, and they need a starting quarterback, San Francisco 49ers can be like, Oh, I got that, yeah, but yeah. it's going to, it's going to cost you, you know, first you guys round, were, first yeah, round pick. And yeah. now all of a sudden that price is driven right back up again. Cause like we said, they don't, they don't hold very many cards right now just because there's no demand for it. That's yep. right. No, it's good. It's a good point. I like it. And I did see one interesting aspect again. This one seems to be floating around every single bloody offseason, and I'm almost sick to death of hearing it. Naheem Hines, man, is going to have a bigger role in the Matt Ryan offense as per head coach Frank Reich. Frank, stop lying to us. You see what I'm saying? All damn days, all I see is lies. Everyone's lying to us. They're trying to hype everything. Really, 
We heard right. it last year too. And the year before, and the year yeah. before, and it's just like, come well, on. Well, the man. year before it was actually true. True, yes, it the was. The year I, before I he did get a decent workload, and I think that was one of the reasons this year when we talked about Jonathan Taylor, we were like, we love Jonathan Taylor, but like, how much pass work is he like actually going to get? Well, Naheem Hines went from getting a lot of it to getting basically nothing at all last season, and it was such a dramatic dip that it allowed for some of that extra ceiling to poke out on Jonathan Taylor. Now we all had him as, as top 10, top 12 backs. I mean, so it wasn't, it wasn't like we didn't think he was going to be, but I think a lot of people was like, do we take him as the second or third round and or second and third overall? And we are like, eh, not really feeling that because of that. And then just disappeared last year. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, funny because it's not like it's been like oh let's hype pines he didn't do anything let's hype pines he didn't do anything let's hype pines he did it hasn't been like that it's been like okay he had a little bit of a workload you know coming out could be in the slot a little bit before taylor's drafted and then taylor's drafted and it's like boom taylor you know heinz is getting all this work so we've seen it happen so it does kind of suck you back in a little bit because it's like yes we've seen him do it before so are they going to do it again And what's crazy about it is when you look at the stats of Jonathan Taylor, like Kyle just said, you think about it, we were expecting a lot more of the passing work to go the way last year to Naheem Hines, and then Jonathan Taylor took all of it for the most part. But really, he only had four more receptions in 2021 than he had in 2020. He just did a hell of a lot more with what he got. You know I mean? He was making big plays happen, and that's kind of the difference between Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. I like Naheem Hines. I think he is a very talented football player and i would love to have him on my team because he can fill so many different holes but he's just not the volume type of guy even though he could have a role in this offense cool who else is going to have a role in this offense after michael Pittman? that's a that's an actual question like what else do they really have that you can consistently count on paris campbell is great paris campbell can't, can't, can't stay healthy you know, I mean, there's just no one else after him. Jack Mon- Doyle isn't there anymore. I mean, what do you Go. have? What do you have afterwards? I can Mo see Cox, that- Mo problems. You do. You got some of that in the red zone, but I can see them using the Heem Hines all over the place. And that's cool because there's still a lot. Exactly. And yet you still have plenty of volume for Jonathan Taylor. Does Jonathan Taylor need to go out here this year and get what he had last year? He had 372 touches for 2,100 total yards. Nope. He could probably drop that down to about 300, still get you right around 1,700 yards or so. I'm totally happy with that with a little bit more going towards Naheem Hines because that's still going to put Jonathan Taylor towards the top of all running backs. And Naheem Hines fills that role. I think one difference this past year was that Jonathan Taylor wasn't just dump offs. Mm. It was more design passes, Uh which led to a little bit of a a higher ceiling for him because it wasn't like he was just taking those like little dinks and then trying to do something with them. They actually designed stuff for Uh him and gave him some of that. And he was making plays off those plays all the time, which is why Reich continued to feed him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it made sense. I mean, there's nothing against, I mean, it wasn't like, Oh, JT sucking in the passing game. Let's get Hines back out there. But I think one thing a lot of people forget is Naheem Hines was a slot wide receiver at NC state. Like he knows the route tree just as good as any wide receiver out there. So if Paris Campbell still can't stay healthy, put Hines out in the slot and give him some of the work you paid him two years ago, give him or last off season, give him some work, let him put that route tree to an advantage and use that against other teams. And I, I completely agree. I think when you look at Jonathan Taylor and he was used a lot more in the passing game, you know, last year, and it was because, and for the most part, it was up until I think like week 12 or 13, because after that he wasn't being used as often, 
But for the usage that he got for the first 11, 12 games of the season, you know, he was getting you three catches a game for the most part. He was being targeted a lot more. And like you said, Kyle, it was more designed, you know, route running for him than it was just a, you know, a check down or a dump off. Here's a question. So say based off of last year's averages, Jonathan Taylor loses a hundred total touches this year. He averaged on average 5.8 yards per touch. If he were to lose a hundred touches, which is not going to happen, but if he were for the sake of math, he would still have had right around 1600 yards and about 15 touchdowns. Sorry, but that's good enough for a top three pick for me. Like, yeah. Even if he were to lose the hundred and I don't expect him to lose that many. Mm-hmm. Well, this oh. is where that weird term positive regression comes into play. I don't like that term at all. I think it's, it's like an oxymoron. Yeah. It's re- yeah. I don't, I don't love it, but oxymoron. it's, you heard me. <laughs> But I think that's where you look at it and you say, I don't think it's realistic to expect another season like that from Jonathan Taylor. So if, if people hear us talking about that this off season and they're like, you don't think he's the number one overall pick? No dummy. We still would take him number one overall, but I think you need to realize that maybe 2,100 total yards is probably not in the cards again this season. And you probably should expect, you know, a little bit less. And I like how you guys are saying put him in the slot because for me, the it's just the way that this headline was posted is like it's going to have a bigger role in the Matt Ryan offense. When have we really seen Matt Ryan be, you know, uh, like Philip Rivers-esque where he's, uh, you know, always dumping off to a to a scat back out? We don't see that from Matt Ryan outside of last year to Cordero Patterson because the Falcons had nothing basically left on the field. But I mean, Naheem Hines, you got to think it's got to be the natural progression if Paris Campbell can't stay healthy and come back and play the slot. If you got to think that they're going to add, at least in this draft, uh, a wide receiver because this draft in the wide receiver is just so deep. But Naheem Hines in the slot, use them like you use, I don't know, like a Jalen Waddle type. Not saying the speed is there, but, you know, move them all around the, the field, put them in the backfield, do the jet sweeps. Use that, you know, Debo-esque with some Naheem Hines. Why not? I would I would do it, and I think it would work with Matt Ryan. Yeah, he well, may I not think... be able to get that huge number of touches, but if you put him in the right position, he could be really efficient with what he does get. That's right. I think one thing we do want to keep in mind, though, with Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman uh, for three years there. I That's mean, true. in 2015, he... a sophomore year, 97 targets. That's right. Um, his next year, he had 65, and then it dropped to 47 in an, in an injury season. But again, is that is that th- those were Kyle? Those were Kyle Shanahan offenses, were they not? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Because yeah. I think Tevin Coleman was even a big heavy uh, person in the past game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I didn't like, the only thing that tri- tripped me up was it was in the Matt Ryan offense. And I'm like, well, Matt Ryan is still capable of feeding multiple wide receivers and get them lots of success. But I don't know. We'll see. The Naheem Hines thing is very interesting. I mean, look at that division. That division, okay, I'm not going to take anything away from the Titans. Like, I'm not saying the Titans aren't good. But that's like a division that I kind of, think of as kind of being up for grabs and there's really no other takers in there other than Indianapolis and if they can add a piece in the draft let me put it this way they're gonna have to add a piece in the draft in order to make that run at the division if they don't they don't have enough on their roster right now I mean T.Y. Hilton's technically still a free agent you got Michael Pittman you got Paris Campbell who can't stay healthy after that you have Ashton Doolin and Kiki QT. I mean that's all you got and Mo Alley I'm sorry what did you just say Kiki, do you love me? Do you love there we me? Go. It's yeah. been a while. It has been a while. I mean, he's, he's, it's been so long. I've totally forgot the nickname we had for him, but it's just 
there's not enough there. And why have Matt Ryan, who's known for throwing the ball down the field and then have no options for him, hearing that Naheem Hines could have a bigger role in this offense, a Matt Ryan offense, it doesn't scare me off of Jonathan Taylor at all. Well, here's a quick little point too. Like we're sitting here, we're talking about they're going to have to add a weapon. And I, and I agree with that. They're going to have to add a weapon. And we're kind of playing into this, you know, does is Hines really in for an increased role? And we're kind of saying maybe, but they're going to add somebody. So that could take, so we're just trying to play it safe with right that right now to see, but really they don't draft until 42nd overall. Mm -hmm. So what, even if they went wide receiver first there, you know, what wide receiver are you really getting a shot at? Do you get a shot at a David bell that low? Maybe could put potentially maybe. Jahan Dotson, maybe. Oh, he I feel like Dotson's going to be gone before that. I do too, but I wouldn't be surprised if he fell into the second round. I mean, you could see John John Mechie could end up being there. George and that Pickens. would be a steal, man. If like, Mechie or Pickens goes there, that's a steal. That's like those are some of the guys that you could see going there. But I feel like some things have to happen for them for that to happen. Maybe they've got to move up. Maybe they got to do a few things. They do have two third round picks, so maybe they move a third in that second to try and come up and grab one of those guys. But even if they do, they're grabbing talented players, but guys that still have some question marks as well that they're taking at that point. So even if we say, yeah, they've got to take a wide receiver, what wide receiver are they going to be bringing in where it's like that guy right there? Like he's going to smash. I mean, there's guys that we could be excited about, but even where they draft, you know, they're not going to be adding anybody that I think you just lock in right away and say, this dude's getting all the targets. I think if you put Hines in the slot and get him working a little bit, I think Matt Ryan ends up finding him, especially as he gets used to the offense, the new game plan, everything like that. I mean, he's good at learning new offenses because the dudes had like 95 offenses. I think with, with the Colts, I mean, they have enough money right now where they could still go out and they could sign one of these free agents that are still on the market right now. I mean, like know, a Julio, Julio Jones, like a Julio, Jones. a Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry. I mean, Will Fuller, if you want him for three and a half games, Odell Beckham is still out there. So there's, mm -hmm. there are guys that they could get at a good price and then they could still go and draft, you know, their wide receiver of the future in this year's draft as well. And they just we need somebody else. They need somebody. Or Right. Is T.Y. Really right. Like Hilton? Okay. <laughs> Paris, Paris Hilton. Campbell, you can't rely on him, unfortunately. And even if they re-sign T.Y., you can't rely on him either. No, so un Unless he's playing Houston in Houston. That's it. That's right. <laughs> you you signed for a one-week contract. <laughs> yeah. well, 200 yards. last game against Houston, he didn't do very well. I remember because I got absolutely slashed by people for listing him as a sit and having him outside like my top 30 or whatever. They're like, no, you know what he does against Houston or you must not have watched any of these games before. And I was like, dude, just because it's happened. I was every probably one of those guys. Game before <laughs> and then he did absolutely nothing. Rem was he in the comments. Nothing. He was comments trolling you on that because that's his guy. Like, Let me log into all my extra accounts here real quick. <laughs> Trent. Ah! Hey, bro, sweet hair. F your advice. Yeah, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> they need what they need to do is they need to find this year's version of Amon Ra. That's what they need. Or what if I was to suggest, because Miami Dolphins are listening, not actively shopping, but listening for Devontae Parker. What if that was an option for these Colts? Would we be satisfied mm -hmm. in a Matt Ryan offense? I don't think so. He kind of He's kind of like Michael Pittman, isn't he? A little I mean, bit. Don't they kind of serve the same type of role? I think you could still put him as a outside. I mean, you can, but I mean, one, they're kind of... 
I just don't know if that, I don't know if that would be a, they don't add any speed by doing that. I mean, I don't see Devonte Parker as being a real burner. You know what I mean? Oh. I mean, he's, I don't know. They just, the, the offense just seems to lack speed overall. Mm. And part of that's because Paris Campbell can't stay on the field. So let's and, argument's sake, let's just say Paris magically gets healthy and plays 14 games. And then there's your speed. Heinz has speed. You mix and match. Now we feeling a little bit more welcome. I feel a little bit better. Yeah, because the reason I said that with Parker is, I mean, you got two guys, him and Pittman, capable of the big play, but neither one of them are really take the top off of defense type guys. You know, they're they're just so similar. They need that guy that can that can spread the defense out and 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 draw them out of the box and draw them deeper down the field. It's just I like Devontae Parker in a in a larger role, right? Because we call him fantasy Bigfoot forever because he just seems to come and go and just disappear. But if he had a clear path to targets i don't mind Devonte parker from a talent perspective i just don't know i would almost rather just take the the gamble on julio reuniting with matt ryan i like it yeah I would at least you have the chemistry exactly and I mean, maybe it doesn't work maybe julio can't stay healthy either but you you gave yourself an opportunity where if it does pan out that you could be a serious contender if julio jones is 80 percent of what he used to be and you're not going to have to pay that much money to get him to come exactly and I'm a Julio is number two in my all time. It's Andre Reed and Julio Jones. We're goes, Leonard Fournette. Fournette's not even close. I is, like I like Uncle I'm Lenny. Tell, but I'm telling Uncle Lenny in. that. Oh, tell Uncle wow. Lenny. Uncle Lenny. He, I'm pulling like up old him. Patreon articles right now. <laughs> hey man, I was pushing him. Doesn't mean he's my favorite all time. <laughs> Got a liar. But just imagine Julio Jones goes to Indianapolis and they make them a playoff contender. Can you imagine though? Oh my God! I think I just wet myself. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like it wouldn't, it'd be fun as hell to watch, man. Because Julio Jones, Michael Pittman, and then if Paris Campbell was healthy, mm. now all of a sudden you compete for that division with Tennessee. With, with JT and that defense that can still ball? Yep. Ooh, baby. Yep. Uh, then I like it a whole lot more. Juicy and Titans still have question marks. I mean, we only they saw do. Derrick Henry for a very limited time back. You know, we got to make sure he's still healthy. Tannehill up and down, and they don't really have a number two. Uh, I'm my bad, Robert Woods, but yeah, when's he he's coming be, off a torn ACL? Yeah, when's he going right. to be healthy? That's right. Um, so he, you know, when's he going to be ready to go? So even then, like they have limited weapons to start. They've taken a little bit of hit on the offensive line over the last couple of years, losing guys. So they're not. I mean, they're not necessarily trending in the right direction right mm-hmm. now either. No. Yeah, man. And how many times we see AJ Brown get injured too? He's not a hundred percent either. So yep. Yep. Shut your mouth, sir. He's hey, gonna be fine. Grown ass man. Just fine. Panthers, the Panthers, man, they're doing their scouting on all these quarterbacks and they're saying they got first round grades today. And this, you know, it's lying season. Just like I said, I started the show with it. We'll end the show with it because it's lies. Everything you hear now, do not believe anything. But this one was intriguing because the Panthers got first round grades on Willis Pickett and Corral, not Sam Howell, apparently. And this is that smoke screen, even though all 32 teams went to see Sam Howell. Explain this rationale because are they taking a quarterback at pick? What are they, six? Six, I think. As yeah, I think it's six. Six or Wait, seven. who? Carolina. Where are they at? Oh yeah, six. Six. I mean, I did mock uh, a quarterback to him. I just, I mean, which which makes the most sense, but to me, it doesn't make the most sense that it wouldn't be Sam Howell mm. because they're in a position where they really don't have a bridge quarterback. I mean, you want to call Sam Darnold a bridge quarterback? I saw rumors come out that they're talking to Cam Newton again. It's just like they, they're in a position where they 
they need somebody now. And they just paid DJ Moore. Uh, we know about Christian McCaffrey's contract as of right now. You need something. Otherwise, you're just wasting money on offensive weapons because you don't have a quarterback to get them the ball. I don't see any of these guys being ready week one aside from Sam Howell. So it, it's just maybe it's a smoke screen, which would be stupid because everybody knows better. But I, I, I personally would much rather have Howell over any of the three guys that you listed that early Even if it's not week one i mean it could be week four or five like it'd be pretty early yeah, in the i mean he'd be ready to we, go court yeah that we probably yeah. see how we'll take over but that i mean that's who i've got going in this my next mock strip mock draft which is going to come out either over the weekend or early next week um it's like i went with howell at six and i don't have any trades in it right now i'm waiting i don't do a whole lot of trades in my mocks until we get closer to the actual draft but i mean i just feel like they've they swung and missed at so many quarterback options that it's like, all right, like you've got, like you've got to do it here. Like you could go. I mean, if Akeem Aquano and Evan Neal go off the board first, mm-hmm. you could reach for like pinning if you wanted to, or you could even go uh, with Charles Cross there. I, I don't know though. I'd rather go with the quarterback because you really don't have a whole lot of holes that you need to fill outside of you know, drafting a quarterback and an offensive lineman, you've got weapons there. You've got plenty of weapons. Your defense actually isn't that bad. You just need a quarterback. You might as well swing on Howell or for some reason, if Malik Willis makes it, you can go there. But again, he's not going to be ready to take over right away. So do you really feel comfortable with, you know, obviously Matt rule kind of being on the hot seat right now, spending your entire 2022 trying to wait and hoping you having a, have a job next year. And that's where I think you just hit it right there is rules running out of time. That's yeah. And and the, the rookie quarterback that gives him the best chance early on is Howell. He's a, a local guy. He's from North Carolina. He played at North Carolina. He could be drafted by Carolina. He, he's the most pro ready quarterback coming out of the draft. In my opinion, I mean, you got the rushing upside. He's not stuck behind the offensive line. He's mobile. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense to me that Sam Howell is, is their guy, but why they would not list it that, I mean, smoke screen. Said, it, it could be, but lies. what's the purpose? Like what, what everybody knows better. I mean, it's not like they're saying, Oh, they think Sam Howell sucks. I just, I, I would be, I would be shocked if they went with one of the other names that you listed being that Matt rule is just this close to losing his job. He's blamed every other coach on the, on the staff for the last couple of years. There's no more fingers to point other than at himself. And if he doesn't fix it quick, he's going to be looking for another job. And Sam Howell is, is my opinion, the, the best chance for him to, to get to 500 maybe. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, you're looking at, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, they're, they're on the hook for him for 18 and a half million dollars this year. And there's no way they can get out of it because it's guaranteed. So they're not going to find a trade partner. So mm-hmm. you're stuck with Darnold for the year. So you might as well just go ahead and draft your franchise quarterback. And I completely agree. I do think Sam Howell is the most pro ready quarterback in this year's class you know, and you just kind of have to eat that $18 million and just let it go next year. So then you can start working on the other pieces that you need in 2023. Cause what else are you going to do? So they're talking to Cam Newton. They paid Cam Newton ten, like what? 10 million last year for nothing. Uh, so, it's done. So sign the rookie. Cam, draft the just rookie. stay home. Yeah. Just, you know, draft the rookie, pay him pennies compared to anything else. Instead of signing Cam yep. Newton to a backup yeah. deal for who knows how much, you know, wasted money. It just yep. makes more sense just to draft the rookie. And we're or always talking about sign somebody to a backup deal. Um, yeah. Our boy, you know, Fitz magic. He's still available. 
know? He's going. He's going to Buffalo if he plays. He's going to Buffalo. Yeah. If, if that he hip, plays, without, if, without if that hip isn't and a if chain, that, if that hip isn't just completely shattered, he's coming to Buffalo. But he's okay. not going to play in a uniform if he does play. It's just chest hair. That's all That's he's right. got. The should, should we, be allowed to do that. I think. Yeah. A rule in the NFL should be if you have enough chest hair to shave your number into it, yeah. you should be able to use it. He's got enough hamburger meat to do that, man. Dude, we can, we can you're onto something. In. We saw him cheering. The, was it a playoff game? Yeah, man. in Buffalo. Yeah, it was a playoff game. I mean, he was out there with no shirt on him. He, Freezing cold, man. Yeah. And he was he was good. Yeah. Forget the playoff overtime rule. We need a chest hair rule <laughs> implemented immediately. Wow. The anti-manscaped. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't do well for our partners. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Ky- Kyle may be the first one. To Kyle's got some hamburger meat coming this. out of the shirt right now. Holy <laughs> man, you're looking a little Miami there, man. You just need some jewelry and you're, you know, you're a good gold to go. chain. Yeah, man. Don Johnson himself. Uh, yeah. Some of us are just hairier than others. Yeah. There's there nothing go. that we can do about it. We've right. actually hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Rim's older than I am. <laughs> he, only, he only has to shave once a month and he's good. Yeah. If this that. this beard I got going right now, this is like three days. <laughs> yeah. This is a month. Perfect. Yeah. It's like a day. I can't I can't even see anything. <laughs> exactly. That's the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like you like had a peanut butter and like honey sandwich, and then like you like rubbed your face in a cat. That's what it looks like. He motorboat. I love. I love a peanut butter and honey sandwich. So, but do you love to you... motorboat cats? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to plead the fifth on that. Just a different type of cat. Oh, <laughs> Kyle's gonna have to leave the room on that one. Kyle just did a mic drop on that, and he's done for the he's day. Out, man. He's out, man. George we're Costanza. Have to cut that out. <laughs> no, we're leaving that in. <laughs> oh, it's staying. We'll hey, if you're a member of patreon and in discord please let us know if you made it this far and heard that joke and how disappointed you are in me (laughs) awful man you're a terrible human being kyle that's why we love him too funny that's it that's all i got hey we had we had a few things to talk about not bad not bad you've got the draft in exactly a month the draft I mean, is free exactly agency's cooled off i mean you know we still got tons of guys out there but nobody's signing for some reason everybody's just waiting they're waiting i wouldn't be surprised if they wait till after the draft mm-hmm. that's probably why some teams are waiting too to see what they can get in the draft and if they don't get it they'll just make a move on whoever's left there's big names man especially on the defensive side man you got indomitian patrick peterson wagner still out there wagner still hasn't signed yeah Yep. Good news for the draft this year. Taylor doesn't have to create a overlay with so many zoom cameras, mm. but bad news is, is he'll have, you'll have to create more room at your house, Jake, because I will be there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and having you, because last two years it's been you Taylor and Mac, and now you got to try and fit my body in there. And Taylor is going to look like just, little dude yeah bring your kid to work day <laughs> all i'm saying is just get out like extra insurance just in case the lions do decide to take another tight end in the first round you don't know what's going to happen to your house. i can just withhold pay so it's okay that's fair i'll go outside <laughs> if i'm angry enough i'll go outside yeah the, the, I mean, we're surrounded by woods out here so you can just go out and scream your heart out we have like an go. axe 
what no. why <laughs> i <laughs> if i get angry enough i'll just go out back and i'll chop down a tree okay yeah you can totally do that oh my god i was gonna say man <laughs> like, live damn. stream freaking crime happening with no, that's, I mean, that's you... when you hear jake yell out no 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 that's a cell phone tower yeah <laughs> not that, that one that's the 5g Whoosh! don't do Whoosh! that Kyle, that's the power pole. <laughs> you just ruined is, the business. You just cut my internet done. line, you a-hole. <laughs> oh, All right, so Jake, here's the question. Where are you guys going to order draft takeout food from? I don't know. Depends on what kind of food we want. Mm -hmm. I we, think tickle, tickle My Ribs has got to be an option. We, we, may not, we may not be in this room. Oh, okay. We may be in a different room. Oh, I thought like, okay. We may be. It all depends. I don't know if I can get it done in time. But it's not because of me. It's because things take forever to get delivered these days. But we could be in a, a lap of luxury watching mm -hmm. the draft this year. I don't know if we can get it. I don't know if we can pull it off or not. Can I wear my robe? Only if you sit right next to Jake, yes. You have, have to, to have something on under the robe. If you're if you don't, then you're sitting next to Mac. <laughs> I'll be sitting on Mac's lap. Well, oh, he would God. not let you do that. No, I tell that too. Good lord, man! I think we got to get the hell out of here because it's getting ugly. But hey, man! On that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to all listeners. Thank you for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out. <laughs>